When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's another John Clay podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Thursday, March the 3rd, 2022. On today's podcast, we're going to preview Saturday's Kentucky-Florida basketball game down in Gainesville. It's a 2 o'clock tip-off. CBS has the television coverage. Uh, Kentucky comes into the game 24-6 and overall. The Cats are 13-4 and in the SEC. They are tied for second place. Auburn beat Mississippi State last night in overtime to clinch at least a share of the regular season title. The Tigers are 14-3. and Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee are all tied for second at 13-4. and Arkansas and Tennessee play on Saturday. Uh, as well. Uh, Florida is 19-11. and 11. They're 9-8 and eight in the SEC. They're coming off an 82-78 win at Vanderbilt on Tuesday, in which they scored the last nine points to beat the Commodores there in Memorial Gym. To, uh, to give us a scouting report on the Gators, Kentucky, by the way, beat Florida back on February 12th, 78-57 at Rupp Arena. Uh, to tell us if the Gators are any different now than they were back then when they played at Rupp, I talked with Pat Dooley, former Sports commas with the Gainesville Sun. Pat's in doing it. He's got his own duly noted podcast. He's into all kinds of things. He's supposed to be retired, but he's really not. But we talk with Pat about Mike White's Gators. And then to talk about the Wildcats, I talk with my friend and colleague and UK basketball beat writer, Jerry Tipton of the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Before we get to that, I want to remind you, you can get a sports-only sports pass digital subscription, $30 for the first year. You get all of our sports coverage that's online at Kentucky.com. That's Kentucky basketball with Jerry, Kentucky football with Josh Moore, columns by Mark Story and myself, UK recruiting with Ben Roberts. You get all our high school coverage with Jared Peck, all our Kentucky women's basketball coverage, baseball coverage with Cam Drummond. $30 for the first year. Go to Kentucky.com, hit on the subscription tab, check out all the offers. We appreciate everybody who supports our work at the Lexington Aero Leader and Kentucky.com. I appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. I appreciate everybody who follows me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. So without any further ado, we'll get to our interviews first with Pat Dooley on the Florida Gators and then Jerry Tipton on the Kentucky Wildcats. Okay, I want to bring in my guest, good friend of the pod, good friend of mine, former Gainesville Sun columnist Pat Dooley, now a host of the Dooley Noted podcast and other various endeavors. We'll get to that at the end. How you doing, Pat? 
I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful day here in Gainesville, and uh, I think golf may be in my uh, afternoon plans. <laughs> you can't beat that. There you go. Uh, Kentucky and Florida, 2 o'clock on Saturday, CBS regular season finale for both teams. Of course, Kentucky played Florida, beat them pretty handily uh, at Rupp Arena back on February the 12th. What about this Florida basketball team? Are they much different than the team that Kentucky played uh, in Rupp? Well, they're a little bit different, only in that they've had the emergence of Flandris Fleming, who has been the hero of the last two games. Um, but I don't know that that makes a huge difference. I mean, he is he's done the good the things that he needed to do. Um, and, you know, they've had Castleton and Appleby all year that have been able to score, but they need that third score. Yeah, As you know, with Kentucky, and they've got five guys averaging double figures, so they, they can turn to other people. Um, uh, Florida has, hasn't had that for much of the year. And of course, when Castleton was out, they really didn't have it. Uh, but this team's been through so much They're there. Uh, I, I will say this. I thought Mike White said something really interesting on, um, what night was <laughs> they played Tuesday night. I, yeah. It's kind of running all together, especially after the <laughs> craziness of last night of Wednesday night's games. Um, but yeah, no, he said something interesting. He said, you know, uh, when this team all got together, all these transfers from all over the place, most of them had been in losing programs, but they were really good players. And they were trying to feel each other out. And they were kind of like, hey, why aren't you setting me up for the shot? Why aren't you giving me up running a play for me rather than understanding that this is a team and you've got to run the best play to get them the best shot? Don't ma- doesn't matter who's shooting. And, and eventually they finally got that. Now, that said, they still are, are not a great team by any means. They're not there. Uh, Castleton is great in, an, in another year when you didn't have Shwebe and and, um, and uh, Jabari Smith and JT Note. He would be a candidate for a player of the year, but uh, he'll, he may barely make it onto the all SEC team, but he's having, he's pretty much averaging, you know, 15 and eight a game and just, but he's, he's doing it with one arm. He's got yeah. his right arm is, is just a mess. So he's been pretty amazing, you know, and Applebee's crazy and, and makes crazy shots, but he also does dumb things, but they're not a very good team They're uh, but they've won just enough games to be in the, on the bubble and in the hunt. Um, certainly a win over Kentucky would probably get them in, but if they lose Kentucky, um, I think they've got to at least win two games in the tournament. Do you? So you really, you think that's where they are on the bubble right now? Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I study this stuff all the time. I I should be a bracketologist in my uh, old age. Um, <laughs> You've got I'll, enough I'll to do. You can't add that to. But go well, ahead. Well, you got you just got to find somebody who'll pay you. I mean, I, right. So, well, that's the good thing about Lenardi's. He's got somebody that'll pay him. Right. But um, yeah, but I mean, look, Florida doesn't. They only have two quad wins, and, it, and it's funny because they were talking the other night about when they beat Vanderbilt. Whether it's their, their other quad win, they needed that third quad win. Well, hey, you might want to check the quads the next day because when by Vandy losing, they went out of the quad one. Right. So, um, yeah, they've only got two quad one wins. They've got the worst loss of anybody, probably in contention in Texas Southern, which was I think at the time was. 0 and 10 when they beat them, they beat Florida. Right now, they since then I think they're like, uh, I think they're 13 and one. So they they had a good team. They just got off to a bad start. But anyway, um, they just don't. They haven't beaten enough really good teams. You know, they beat Auburn. That's a great win. 
they beat Ohio State. Ohio State's falling off a little bit, but it's still a good win. And it was a neutral site win. And that's it. I mean, um, they just really haven't beaten a lot of the good teams uh, to get their uh, their numbers up. You mentioned uh, Fleming, Philanders Fleming, who play, uh, transferred from Charleston Southern at 27 points in the win over Georgia. I watched the Vanderbilt game. He made some big plays down the stretch in that game. Uh, what, what's been the deal with him? Is he just, you know, getting more comfortable and coming on? Or did they think he was going to be a really good player? He just didn't really show it till the this part of the year. Yeah, no, I think he was one of those guys that maybe wasn't understanding his role and has finally gotten it, uh, understands it. Um, I do think I will say this about this Mike White team. They play as hard as any team I've ever seen Florida have. Um, you know, they 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 don't quit. They they get down by a lot in a lot of games and they come back and sometimes they don't come all the way back, but they come they'll cut it to two and lose the game. But uh, and they've lost a lot of close games, so they're right in there, and they they're good enough to play with pretty much any, anybody. Although I'm not sure they're good enough to play with Kentucky because they just can't handle Schwebway. With you know Colin Castleton is a great player, but he's not physically strong, and there's no second guy because uh, obviously with Jatobo going out, you know, got his his eye basically uh, got the back of it that that makes your movement got ripped and and they don't even know if he's going to see again, you know, um, out of that, out of that eye. So they lose him. Garuji's been out the last two games. Who's their second best rebounder um, and has kind of fallen off, especially since Castleton came back. Castleton was out six games. You know, they've, they've lost Appleby at times. They've lost McKissick at times. It's been, it's been tough, but they have played hard, and they will they will fight, especially in a home game. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Darucci. Will he be available Saturday? What's his status? We'll find out his status uh, when they warm up, because that's the way we get information at the University of Florida. Same at the University uh, of Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Cal's favorite line is when we ask about an injured player, I haven't seen him today. So. <laughs> or, or I love these coaches, and, and Mullen was the same way. You know, the, you'll see somebody, and it's pretty obvious he's blown his knee out or whatever, and they go, well, um, we'll have to talk to the trainers Monday and find out. Right. I mean, what are you talking? You know exactly what's wrong with them. <laughs> Exactly. That's <clears throat> what we say. Same thing. Uh, okay, we'll circle back to basketball, but I want to ask you a couple of football questions because you've got another new football coach down in Florida and Billy Napier. What's been the reception <clears throat> to the new coach so far? And uh, I know, you know, putting a staff together, how do you think he's doing? Well, I think he's done a great job in everything he's done so far. But, of course, none of those involve winning a game. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I mentioned this. I was speaking to the quarterback club the other day, and I said that Billy Napier is the only Florida coach in history that is, um, has not lost a game. <laughs> I mean, eventually they all lose one. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's done things that people really needed to see get done in terms of recruiting. And that's the key. I mean, we all know, you know, I, 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 I believe Kirby Smart kind of slapped Florida in the face after beating him in that game last year. And then he came out in the press conference and he was dead right. And he said, look, it's not about coaching. It's about players. You can't out coach bad players. You've got to have great players. And then you just try to make the best at them as a coach. And which was kind of a weird thing for Kirby to say, but it was basically telling Florida, you can, you can have this guy, Dan Mullen. He's a great coach, but he doesn't want to recruit. 
and you're never going to be great with, right. <laughs> you know? And so Florida pretty much said, yeah, let's go get a guy who can recruit. So, uh, they already made a, they, he's kind of saved that first class. It's not a great class, but it's better than it was going to be. And then, um, you know, they're, they've got a ton of guys in this weekend. Um, they just, they, they're just doing things the right way. They do the little things, the same things that Kirby does, the same things that Nick does, you know, picking guys up in their hometowns and taking them to the airports. You know, <laughs> I've never heard of that before, but that, that they're doing stuff like that. Really? Make, making sure when the families get there, they, they know exactly what they want to eat and drink. Really? Doing his homework. Well, that's what I've heard about him, that he's a great detail guy. And, uh, you know, obviously with, you know, Saban, like you said. Uh, so what, it, with Dan Mullen, is that, was that the downfall of Dan, just the recruiting end of it? Or, uh, I mean, it just seemed to go wrong so quickly with him. Uh, it was an unbelievable downfall. I've never seen anything really quite like it. You know, the guy was, I don't want to say beloved because nobody beloves Dan Mullen except his family, but it's, he, he, he can be kind of, uh, you know, right. Snippy. He has that reputation. Yeah. And, but that, you know, everybody liked the, what, what they were doing, where the program was going. They were in the SEC title game. and gave Alabama that f- f- fight. Mm-hmm. And then it, they play Alabama again. And, lose by two and make a great comeback and everything was going great. And then all of a sudden it just all went South. And I think it was, um, you know, I, my theory is that Dan in the, and I think Andy Staples has brought this up before too, that Dan, when he beat George lab two years ago, thought I can out coach anybody. <laughs> so I, it doesn't matter what you got or what I've got, it, you know, I'll, I'll find a way to win the game. Cause that's how good a coach I am. And he got a little bit lazy. Yeah. I said about halfway through the season that Dan Mullen has to start taking this job a little more seriously, mm-hmm. you know, like he's got to understand what he's got to do to make this a successful job. And I, I don't think he did. I think he got full of himself. And it started to go south, and then he just kept saying stupid things. You know, in fact, after the South Carolina game, when they got destroyed by a South Carolina team, as you know, is not very good. Right. And they, they get destroyed by him, and he says, our guys played hard the whole game. And, and in the AD, you could just see his jaw drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of those where he's like, okay, you're not getting it. <laughs> and I think that was really the beginning of the end. Yeah. Uh, well, it should be interesting uh, with Florida this year with, with the new coach and so forth. But let's circle back to basketball. Uh, as we mentioned, Florida on the bubble. Uh, SEC tournament starts next week. Uh, what do the Gators have to do on Saturday to upset Kentucky? And as you said, if they beat Kentucky, uh, they, they're making a really good case that they should be in the tournament. Yeah, oh, it would be huge. I mean, Kentucky, so, you know, I think they're, what, five in the net right now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would be huge for them. I think they, that would put them in. It would give them uh, three really good wins. Um, but, you know, to do it, they're going to have to not do what they did last time, which is let Kentucky dominate with Shwebae. And I don't know that that's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that guy. I, I, he's my favorite player I've seen at the University of Kentucky in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I love <laughs> to watch him play. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's like he's going to get – he's going to get 18 and – 15. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. If you could figure a way, but the trouble is they've got so many guys that are, are quality offensive players that it's really hard to, uh, 
to, to handle all the, you know, like I said earlier, five guys in double figures. Florida has been a good defensive team all, all year until the last three games. That's fallen off. I think they've given up 84, 72, and 80, and 78. Right. Yeah, which is a lot for them. And they were, you know, I mean, I think when Vandy played them last time, they scored 14 in the second half. So I think they've gotten tired a little bit, maybe. Uh, but obviously, the, they'll be energized, big crowd, and, um, you know, they'll be fired up for this game. They know what it means. They know how important it is to try to win this game. And, and they've been finding a way in, in a couple of games to win them. But uh, obviously, you know, what you can't do is let Kentucky have those runs, but Kentucky wills those runs, as you know. <laughs> they go, I think we'll score 14 in a row here. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be. It's always a fun game when Kentucky comes to Gainesville, as you said. They'll, oh, yeah. they'll be packed. Everybody will be uh, energized. A lot for of cat it. fans will be there. Yeah. yeah. They, make blue, they make their way in. Blue gets in. I'm, as they like I'm to curious. Say. I'm curious, John, whether – because Auburn might have beaten Kentucky this year because when Auburn played Florida, it was a lot of Auburn fans. Yeah. And and I've seen Kentucky games where they were had a third of the crowd, and I think it was about a third for for Auburn too. Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what, what it's like for – because, I, I mean, you can tell me how big is this game for Kentucky because they can't win the SEC, right? No, they can't win the SEC after after uh, yeah after last night uh, with what happened last night. They can they can't even be a two seed. They can only be a three or a four because they uh, they lose the tiebreaker to both Arkansas and Tennessee. Uh, right. They split with the, they lost Arkansas head to head. They split with Tennessee, but Tennessee beat Auburn, where Kentucky lost to Auburn. So. Uh, they'll if they win Saturday they'll be the three seed I think this is right if they lose they'll be the four seed so there's not a whole lot riding yeah. but they I think they still think that they can they're in the conversation for a one seed in the NCAA tournament if they could close and they out be, yeah. beat Florida win the SEC tournament especially considering you know your top four teams there are you know all ranked and really good if they could win the SEC tournament they think uh, depending on what happens elsewhere that they could still be a one seed so I think they the game is important Saturday to Kentucky from that standpoint. So, yeah, I heard this crazy stat that the top four teams had only lost one home game. I think that's right. I saw that this morning. Uh, oh, I think Arkansas man, like, lost to Vanderbilt, and that's it. That's the. That's, that's it. So, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, I mean that just that just tells you where 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 home and that's one yeah. thing you like. I believe the SEC might have a huge postseason you know mm-hmm. I, I in fact I, I bet somebody i'll take the sec against the field because yeah. i think there are five teams that could win it you know um but who knows i mean yeah. as we as you're playing neutral sites all of a sudden they send you to right. spokane or something right. you know you never you get a bad matchup against a team that slows it down and right. you know uh-huh. or you know so you never know you yeah. never know what's going on Right. Uh, but we got Cascaders, 2 o'clock Saturday. Uh, CBS has the television coverage. Uh, Pat, remind the listeners all the various places they can find you. Yeah. Uh, for a retired guy, I'm, I'm busy, but I'm doing things I like to do, and it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. But my Another Duly Noted podcast is on every Monday and Friday. You can get it on YouTube or Facebook Live or any of the platforms like Google Play and all those things. And Steve Spurrier is my, my Monday guest every Monday, so you can't beat that. No, you cannot uh, beat that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I write for WRUF. I do the back nine and, and other stuff for them. And I also write for uh, 
uh, Gators Wire, which has uh, really been fun, right, for those guys. In fact, I'm just getting ready right now to write about the eight guys I would go get in the transfer portal if I was Florida. There you go. So there you well, go. You never know where I'm going to come. Everybody should look for that. And we're doing radio still every day. Yeah, so uh, you you are a busy man, and you got uh, and you got golf this afternoon. So I better let you get to your golf. Uh, Pat, as always, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Oh, always great to talk to you, John. Uh, I wish you were coming down to see us, but eventually we're going to get back to maybe a point where we can see each other. I hope so. I sure hope so. I'm really looking forward to the tournament next week down in Florida. Yeah, so. that's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again, Pat. All right, Johnny. We'll see you, buddy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, thanks a lot to Pat Dooley. We appreciate it. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Jerry Tipton of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is my friend and colleague, uh, UK basketball beat writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com, Jerry Tipton. How's it going, Jerry? Hi, John. Doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, Kentucky and Florida on Saturday down in Gainesville, 2 o'clock. CBS has the coverage. Kentucky coming off that win over Ole Miss on Tuesday. How did you think they played against the Rebels overall? I thought they played pretty well. Uh, And uh, to me, they looked more like their old selves with uh, Oscar and Savir kind of leading the way as uh, Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside, as I call them. And, uh, you know, everything kind of fell back into place. Now, they were playing Ole Miss, not one of the tougher teams, but but a competitive team. And, uh, you know, I thought Kentucky played pretty well. What about uh, how did you think Ty Ty Washington looked? I thought he looked pretty rusty at uh, Arkansas coming off that where he missed two games because of that ankle problem, which has uh, been nagging and bothering him. Uh, I thought he played better against Ole Miss. What did you think? Yeah, the numbers suggested that. 14 points and uh, four assists, one turnover in uh, 23 minutes. He also had three steals. And, yeah, I thought he looked closer to his old self. And, uh, you know, obviously he's, he can make a difference when he's healthy. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, I thought it was overall a positive, uh, you know, experience for Kentucky going forward. What about the fact though, that Ole Miss shot 50% from the field? I mean, that's, I think they're, uh, you know, I think they came into the game shooting like 43% as a team and they shot 50%, shot 50% both halves, uh, each half. Is that right. something we should be concerned about? Well, you know, it's not good. And uh, <laughs> no. Matthew Morell, uh, guard at 25 points, right. coming after uh, JD, JD Note had uh, whatever he had for right. Arkansas. So I, I, I meant to kind of crunch some of those numbers and ask Cal about it if that suggests something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know that it does or doesn't, right. but. Uh, you know, it's not good when the other team shoots 50%. Of course, Kentucky shot 60%. Right, right. So, uh, you know, right. you know, I, I don't think their defense is like some, you know, a problem, uh, quote, unquote. 
Uh-huh. But, you know, these things happen. Right, right. Maybe just tighten up a little bit. I mean, and Ole Miss, I thought they ran some good offense. I mean, I think Kermit took it, Kermit Davis, their coach, I think he's a good good coach. I know they've struggled this year, but they've had some injuries. Uh, right. they, you know, they, I think he knows what he's doing, especially on the offensive side, you know, uh, of what they run. So um, we'll see. Okay, now going to Florida on Saturday, it's the regular season finale. Kentucky handled the Gators pretty easily. At home, do you expect a different game uh, down in the O-Dome? Well, I think Florida is a little uh, c- kind of a uh, Jekyll and Hyde kind of team, a little bit maybe not as bad as Alabama is. But, yeah. you know, uh, from game to game, I, I, I wonder if there's that consistency there. Maybe there is. I don't, it's not like I'm watching every one of their games. Yeah. But uh, the feeling I get is that they're, uh, you know, each game is its own adventure, and uh, of course, being at home is is better than being on the road. So, I, yeah, I would expect a competitive game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're uh, yeah, they play pretty well at home. They beat Oklahoma State at home in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Uh, Ole Miss took them to overtime, but I believe that was when Ole Miss had Ruff in their freshman guard. Uh, since then, the only they beat Auburn at home. Uh, 63-62. They did lose to Arkansas at home, 82-74, but I watched that game. That was a competitive game. That was kind of possession-by-possession game down the stretch. And, you know, that's a, it's a tough place to play. Also, you know, Florida, most when you look at Joe Lenardi and, and Jerry Palm at CBS and these so-called bracketologists, they've got Florida as a bubble team. Uh, right. You would think that this is, this is a huge game for Florida if they could beat Kentucky as far as getting in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, you know, Kentucky's a top 10 team and uh, number, t- I think, a two seed at this point. Right. And so, yeah, beating them would make an impression, especially uh, with the selection Sunday just a week away. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think if they win that game, I think uh, as long as they don't lay a complete egg in the SEC tournament, I think they're in. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're, you're, I'm going to put you in uh, John Calipari's shoes. Uh, unfortunately, you won't get his paycheck, but I'm putting you in his shoes. What, what are you looking for from this team uh, in this last game? And then after that, they, they're going to have a lot of practice time or a lot of open time because they won't play in the SEC tournament as one of the top four seats. They won't play again until Friday. If you're, if you're Cal, what, what are you focusing on with this team right now? What do you, what do you want to work on uh, as the tournaments are about to begin? Well, uh, you know, I think they're pretty well set, to be honest. I mean, I think they are what they are, and I think they need to uh, uh, just be healthy, as John Calipari has said. And I think everybody kind of knows their role and knows what's being called upon. And my guess would be he'd want to bolster some of the uh, guys coming off the bench just for that game in the tournament where, for whatever reason, foul trouble or whatever – they need contribution from one of those guys uh, that those guys are as ready as you can make them. Right. Right. Yeah. And it seems like they have gotten at different times this year. Uh, I think of Damian Collins against Alabama, Bryce Hopkins against LSU, uh, even Dante Allen, when they played Mississippi state and they were down a couple of players and he played, uh, I think 18 minutes. Uh, Obviously that's going to be really important. Don't you think going forward? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting with Dante that Mississippi State, for whatever reason, brings out the best yeah. in him. <laughs> and uh, 
I don't. I asked uh, Ben Howland about that, and he he was he said he was puzzled by it too, and <laughs> wanted me to ask Dante why. <laughs> but uh, aim relay it back I, to Ben. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see them play Mississippi State in the tournament, SEC tournament, just to see if that repeats itself. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I forgot what would be question. something. Uh, okay, well, let's skip it. Let's let's let's. I know you're supposed to play them one at a time. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at the SEC tournament next week uh, down mm-hmm. in Tampa. What uh, what intrigues you about that? What are you looking forward to seeing down there? Well, I think you know I was talking to someone last night about this, uh, basically saying that I thought it's pretty wide open in the sense of I don't know if it's wide open in terms of who's going to win it. Uh-huh. But, but I think there's multiple teams that could, right? Starting with those the first four, uh, but I think I, I could see like LSU winning it, yeah. and maybe Alabama. So that's practically half the league, right. and I think everybody else is capable of winning a game or right. maybe two. Even Georgia, I know they've only won one league game, but they've had several three four games that were one possession games, right? Right. at the end so i think it's intriguing that way and uh if you like you know possession by possession uh drama i think it should be a really fun tournament yeah i mean we, we're recording this on thursday morning if you look at just the games last night texas a&m goes into tuscaloosa and pretty well spanks alabama beats them double digits and texas tech mm-hmm. there i mean texas a&m there for a while they couldn't win a game and then you got uh, uh you got arkansas and lsu goes right down to the end arkansas pulls out a one point win and there and you have auburn and mississippi state and mississippi state has obviously struggled off and on i know they were playing at home but uh auburn has yeah. a big lead on them i think it was 19 points at one uh, at one point, and it, the game ends up going into overtime. Now, Jabari Smith took over in overtime, and Auburn survived. Uh, but yeah. Mississippi State's now taking both Kentucky and Auburn, who you could argue are the top two teams in the league, have taken them both to overtime. So I think, right. like you said, that shows there are a lot of teams that are capable of making runs in the SEC tournament. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that makes it fun. I mean, if yeah. you're a, a big fan of one of the teams, and maybe it's not going to be that much fun. <laughs> but uh, but I think just for the general fan who likes basketball, you know, competitive games are, are fun to watch. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Cal says they're going to get uh, eight – they should get eight teams in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I mean, do you, is that possible, you think, or uh, nobody knows until Selection Sunday? That seems a little heavy, yeah. but I think that's that's playing into what we were just talking about about capable teams. Yeah. yeah, and there are you know quality teams, but the only you know there's a limit to how many can get into the tournament. And but I think you know I think you could make that argument that uh, you know the top four and then LSU and uh, Alabama that's six. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you could find a couple of other teams that could be com- at least a couple of more who could be competitive in an NCAA tournament. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it, I thought he might have – I shouldn't be giving opinion, I guess. But to say an all-SEC Final Four, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that, that will definitely be a story. Sure. He wants he wants them split up into different regions. That's what he wants. He don't want to have to go I, back I against think, go back against I, the same guessing, teams again. But I would I would guess the top four would be in the four different regions. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, 
but I don't, uh, I asked Joe Lenardi about the committee, you know, having an agenda, any kind of an agenda. He, he scoffed at that. Yeah. No. So, you know, we'll I don't, you know, I think, you know, 60 some teams, things are going to come up just coincidentally. Right. Right. Uh, if somebody wants to cut step forward and say, yes, I was on the committee and they stacked it this way. And, you know, they were trying to thwart Kentucky. Okay. That'd be a good story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Forward. right. But there's a lot, there's so many things that go into, you know, uh, a lot, and a lot of it goes into, they try to get the, especially the top teams reward them by getting them as close to their, home base as possible because obviously they want to sell tickets too. So that always figures into it as well. Uh, so we'll see. But first we got the Kentucky, Florida regular season finale. Like I said, Saturday, two o'clock on CBS. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Kentucky handled Florida uh, at Rupp back on February the 12th. Uh, do you, does Kentucky have to do anything different in this game? Uh, you know, this is usually when we talk about what do they have to do to win? They beat Florida 78-57 on February 12th. Do they have to do anything different or special on Saturday? Not that nothing comes immediately to mind yeah. that uh, yeah. that they need to veer, you know, veer off from what their game is. Right. I think, you know, you hear them say, and I can't remember which player it was, like within the last week said uh, something about their, you know, they're, they're setting their own standard mm-hmm. and how they want to play, which is typical. And, uh, and I think that's what they're doing. You know, I think that's the, what, that's what I think John Calipari wants to see is a consistency there of game after game, trying to, uh, no matter who the opponent is, trying to play to a certain standard. Right. Right. Yeah. That's obviously this time of year. Consistency is the key. So uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, as always, follow Jerry on Twitter at Jerry Tipton. Check out all his work in the in uh, the pages of the Lexington Leader and online at Kentucky.com. And Jerry, as always, thanks again for being on the podcast. Yeah, my pleasure, John. Anytime. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks to Pat Dooley and Jerry Tipton. Be sure and check us out all the coverage on Kentucky.com for the game on Saturday. Check my sidelines blog. I'll have live updates, a dedicated Twitter feed during the game. Then after the game, look for my takeaways. Look for Mark's stories, uh, five things you need to know about the game. Look for Jerry, all of Jerry's coverage on Kentucky.com. You can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark C. Story. As we mentioned, follow Jerry on Twitter at Jerry Tipton. Also check out Ben Roberts at Ben Roberts HL. Thanks again to Pat. Thanks again to Jerry. Thanks again to everybody for listening to the John Clay Podcast. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcast.